Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast by the host or the guest do not necessarily reflect the views of Paranormal Buzz Radio or its sponsors. Use of any material produced by Paranormal Buzz Radio without express written consent is strictly prohibited. For information on everything Paranormal Buzz Radio has to offer, visit our website, paranormalbuzzradio.com. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Listener discretion is advised. I think I've always believed in the paranormal, but the deeper I get in this field, the more questions I uncover. I started a program called Seeking the Paranormal in an effort to gain insight and dialogue from others interested in the same things as me. And while we've learned a lot together, the questions still remain. So I'm bringing my thoughts to the airwaves, and I've brought along my friends, Adam and John, to share in the fun. Together, we'll tackle the tough topics and debate the evidence as we continue to seek the paranormal. Welcome back to Seeking the Paranormal. We have finally made it to 30 episodes. Who would have thunk? Good. Woo-hoo. Not me. <laughs> Ew, nice. Same. So many hours of enjoyment for people. That's right. That's right. Well, we are so glad to have you back. Tonight, John has brought us an interesting conversation. We're going to talk about time on the other side of the veil and how it relates to what we're looking for paranormally. Before we do that, though, I just want to take a moment and I'm going to try to do this without crying. So a member of our community passed away suddenly this past weekend. If you have maybe heard of Raven Rose Paranormal, one of the founders, it's uh, Cynthia and Roland Gerardias. I'm probably saying their last name wrong, and I, if I am, I apologize. But... A little over a week ago, Roland's collapsed suddenly in the midst of an investigation they were doing and ended up in a coma and ultimately losing his life. So we just want to acknowledge the loss of a member of our community. They are a very fun couple, and I can't imagine the pain that Cynthia is going through right now. So just remember them in, in your thoughts when you're putting out good vibes into the into the universe there they will definitely need it so but moving on from that tonight we're going to talk about ghosts and time and mostly I, I guess if kind of what I took from it was you know why are we only seeing ghosts Typically, I guess, and especially in the United States, you typically only hear of ghosts from like the Victorian era and to the present and even not even so many. Usually when people talk about ghosts, they're talking about, oh, they were wearing period clothing. And, you know, they always talk about coming into contact with something not even of this time, but it really never goes much further than even the 1800s back. So. Now, we know that people have been talking about ghosts, Yeah, I, I mean, probably since 
man came about, I would assume, or, or you know, kind of developed the ability to communicate with one another. And depending on your belief system, a lot of people believe that ghosts were meant to kind of teach a lesson and that's where, where they evolved from. But, you know, so in America, we had Native Americans. They have a, a deep, long belief in paranormal activity. And any other continent on this earth, you'll find people with similar beliefs. But why is it we're not seeing people past a certain point? Why are we not, for example, seeing cavemen? Why do we not believe we're coming into contact with cavemen? And, you know, even... Some people believe that animals have spirits that can still haunt us. Okay, so why don't we ever experience hauntings of dinosaurs, for example? So that is the question at hand. I announced the dinosaur one. <laughs> Please do go right ahead. There were two dumb right Some of them had a brain butt, a bum brain. They had a brain in their butt. What's that for? Really? You know. <laughs> He's well, by something in his butt. No. I mean, I <laughs> guess besides that, I, dinosaurs didn't go away. They just became birds a lot of them. So, you know. Now, if you follow us on our social media sites, I did post a meme that I thought was kind of telling. And it's a picture that of the T-Rex with his, like, in his thinking pose. It says, maybe Nessie is a dinosaur ghost in book Bigfoot is a caveman ghost, which sounds funny, but could it possibly be? I think yes. <laughs> I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying it's a possibility. Now, I uh, I don't. Where do you guys want to start with this? Oof. John, I have a feeling you are going to talk to us about Einstein's theory on time not being linear. I didn't go into that because I thought you were much smarter and you can explain it better. So I wasn't going I to. Still, it still hurts. I mean, I'm not, I'm not smarter. I just read that stuff more, I guess. But it still hurts my head. <laughs> I, I guess where I come at it from, I mean, if well, Einstein said space and time are the same thing. So you get the three dimension of space, forwards, backwards, left, right, up, down, plus one dimension, which is time. Or are a space time. So we exist basically in four dimensions. But we can only see, like, as, you know, we can look left, right, up, down, forwards, and backwards spatially, but we can only see backwards in time. So to me, that's kind of thought provoking because. It would like to suggest, or it would suggest, that we can't see the future because it hasn't happened yet, which means the future's open. But it also could mean that, you know, we're going through time looking backwards. I mean, you know, we could be walking backwards through time. I don't know. I, I guess the biggest thing as far as it, you know, with the paranormal is that, you know, time is an important uh, aspect to think about because... A ghost really is a person out of time. Right. I mean, it, it's, you're seeing them in a time that they don't exist. They're not in a, you know, I'm looking at you two now, you're in time, you're alive, you're supposed to be. But if I see someone who died 100 years ago, they're not supposed to be in this time. 
if you think of time as a dimension like left, right. It's the same as seeing, I don't know, the president of China sitting in your living room saying, well, wait a minute, you're not supposed to be here. You're supposed to be in China. Right. You know, and it's kind of the same thing for me. And, you know, I, that's how I kind of mash it together in my own little tiny brain and, and try to get my head around it. So, I, well, Adam, do you have anything to add to that? I guess I should ask that before I... You two talk about it hurting your head. It hurts my head even more. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, I was I was reading a few articles before we got on and, you know, reading up more about, you know, Einstein's theory. And the same thing John was just talking about, you know, with are we looking back? You know, are we walking backwards through time? And I mean, at this point, we have no way of proving it. So that's, I don't know, it's, it's painful. There's so much that goes into thinking about how time works and why, why it is what it is. All right. I just want to travel the speed of light and see what happens. Good over that. Can I go backwards? <laughs> I know they say if you did, you'd die. But well, no, it's just not possible. As, as far as we know, you can get closer and closer to the speed of light. You can just never get to the speed of light. It's right. the old, you know, take a half a step towards a wall. You'll always take, you know, go half the distance towards a wall. You'll always go half and half and half and half. You'll always get closer, but you'll never actually get there. It's the thing. That is a good analogy. Yes. yes. So, you know, but I mean, you know, as far as, so, you know, consciousness is, and, and the white part, the reason that's in, it, intriguing to me is, it goes back to the same argument I always every week say, you know, is consciousness a, a product of the brain or is the brain a filter? Which means that once, if we are, still conscious after the death of our body and that filter falls away, can we then see forwards in time or in and which is scary because if we can, that means everything's preordained if you can see forwards in time. Right. Mm-hmm. But the if you I mean now this gets really deep. If we can look back, then how then what's happened in the past would be looking forward because we're interacting, so we're believing that we're still having that communication. So they would be looking forward, so that kind of blows that theory out the water, doesn't it? No, because that exists now. They're not looking forward, they exist now. So... If they move linearly through time, same as we do. Right. So... One book that I picked up, I, and actually, if you Google, why are there no caveman ghosts? There's like literally nothing on Google. It was the hardest thing for me to like come up with something just to get some theories from people. But one thing that came popped up was an excerpt from a book called Will Store versus the Supernatural. And when I saw the cover, I was like, oh, my God, I have that book. So I picked it up yesterday and I have not wanted to put it down. It was a very quick read. I love it. I'm about two thirds done with it. But, well, it actually, it's a book I recommend. The Butler did it. 
Right. No, <laughs> it is. It's a book that I recommend to everybody because it it involves uh, Will Storr is a journalist out of England, and he came to the United States. He was going to do a story on you know our fascination with ghosts, and it's kind of his evolution through this field and, you know, how he started with one man in Philadelphia who called himself a demonologist and showed him some stuff and made Will kind of think, oh my God, maybe there really are ghosts. And just, you know, the more people he talks to, the more he goes back and forth about are they, aren't they? And I can kind of relate because my journey through this podcast has been very much that to now I'm kind of to the point where I'm like, oh my God, what if there aren't? I I mean, if I'm going to be completely honest, but then I've had all these experiences that I can't explain any other way. Anyway, I digress. So that's a a good point, though, because, I mean, that's also an important point is, you know, we we do all this stuff and we think about it. At least I do a lot more than just healthy. But what if (laughs) there are such things as ghosts? I mean, no one ever raises it in this community as a possibility. They, they, they bring up so many different possibilities of things that exist, but, you know, they won't say, well, it is possible and none of this exists. Right. Which you also, you also have to keep in your mind, I think, you know. You know, it's like these people have been working on string theory for God knows how long, and they're about at the point now going, oh, shit, we just wasted our whole life on this because yeah. it's pretty much... <laughs> well, I mean, and honestly, like... When I started seeking the paranormal, which I've mentioned before, it started out as a program that I did at the Granger House in Marion, Iowa, and I would just invite people to come and we would have a discussion. And I was sharing what I thought were truths about the paranormal field because it was the same thing that everybody kept repeating. So, for example... Ghosts were basically typically kept here. You know, maybe they had unfinished business. Maybe they didn't know they were dead. Maybe somebody is keeping them here somehow. I mean, in all these things, like people have pretended for so long now to know why ghosts are here. And we don't even know ghosts exist. So how would we know why they're here? And, you know, and well, I think we had some good conversations and I don't regret having done it. Now I look back and... I was kind of, I don't want to say I was harming these people by having this just this dialogue with them, but I wish that I wouldn't have been so gullible and maybe we should have started here before I went there. I don't know. It, it's, a, you know, I guess part of it too is that when you get into this community, you kind of surround your people with like views and... Reinforcing views. Yeah, yes. And so... You know, Adam and I have had conversations with people that today we would probably be like, oh, my God, whatever, crazy person. But back then we're like, oh, my gosh, yeah, you're probably right. That Oh, I totally get that. But then when you start to talk to people who maybe are a little bit more science minded about it or a little bit more skeptical about it. That's why I, I, I guess I, that's why I hope people listen to this show, because I hope that people have had a similar experience that I have that have maybe started to reevaluate some of the things that you believed in the I, past. You know, to, to interject, <laughs> I, I am unfashionably objective. I think it's the thing that I've used. You know, I, I don't win many friends. But that being said, people that 
want to think hard about the subject on an objective level are actually doing the paranormal feel more good. They're more, you know, they're your friends. Don't attack people that raise questions mm-hmm. because if we are going to advance this field and come across things, you know, those are the people that are going to be your bedrock and your anchor, if you know what I mean. Not me personally, no, but I mean, in general, you know, people that are trying to figure out, look, okay, you believe this, now how could it be true, you know, and, and actually seriously look at it, whereas most, you know, people that are, uh, let's just say, um, objective will just write it off and go, you're a cook, I'm not going to even yeah. look at it or listen to you. And to me, that's disrespectful. Me telling you, come on, that's kind of stupid because, or what are you basing that on? Have you thought about this? And that's why I think that's stupid. At least I'm listening to someone and giving them at least that much respect, if you mm-hmm. me. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I mean, and one, one point this book, Willstore versus Supernatural, talks about is the one thing that he's willing to give is that each person he talks to very much believes what they're saying. And so that makes it their truth. So if I say to you, I just saw a blue ghost in my basement and I believe that you may not agree with that. What I saw it may to you, it may have just been a car light, but it's my truth that that's what I saw. Now, at one point in this book, he does talk to a psychologist who has what he believes to be good explanations for everything that we're experiencing. I don't necessarily agree with every single one of them as it does appears. Will store does not either. But, you know, there's people who have those who think, you know, we're all hallucinating. We're having common hallucinations on everything that we're seeing. And the voices that we hear that we believe to be disembodied voices are really just voices in our heads. Now, I don't want to get too far into that, but I think there's a little bit of truth to that. But I think that has to do more with maybe soul-to-soul communication. But... We won't get into that. I don't want to get into that at all. Okay. So anyway, I want to get back to what we were actually talking about, though. So I was going to start saying you some James Brown. There, I just want to read part of this because I, I highlighted. I thought it was interesting. So he says, Philip goes on to tell me that he has two theories on ghosts. The first is the stone tape theory, which Stephen the Druid told me about. If you read the book, you'll find out who Stephen the Druid is. And the second involves time slips. Apparently, Einstein's theory of relativity says that time isn't linear, but all twisted up like a ball of wool. So if we're all barreling up and down and around and around in these tangled, woolly time strands, it's possible to rub up against a strand from a completely different era, like the 16th century or the 27th. And when this happens, information can leak through, thus ghosts. This makes me believe that if you see a historic ghost, Philip says, then they will see you. Jeez, I cannot read today. Then they will be able to see you, too. So that's why I mentioned it. Let me. So I'll read and then I'll kind of explain. So he says, so if ghosts are just people in the past looking back at us through some sort of translucent time wall, how come we don't see ghosts of the future? Phil Cox's eyebrow. How do we know we don't? He says, smiling in an aha sort of way. 
because they'll all be wearing spacesuits, I say. Hmm, well, okay, says Phil, placing his chin on his hooked forefinger. Maybe if the future hasn't yet occurred, we can only see into the past. The past has happened, and that's an undisputed fact. So maybe we can only be retrospective. He looks at me and thinks a bit more with his lips all bunched up into the middle. I just contradicted myself, haven't I? So, I mean, that's kind of the problem with this theory, with how this stuff works. And I think with, because if you say, okay, we can only look back, but we're communicating, then are we communicating with something that has happened before? Like, I'm trying to have, like think how to coherently ask this question. Are we looking back at time itself, looking back at something that's happened? Or has something slipped through time and has just kept going? We all have. Wow. I slipped through from yesterday to today. I mean, it's true. I, I, know, I know you're shaking your head, but that, that, it's true. I and understand. The, you know what I meant. The reason, the reason, no, the reason I'm saying that is um, if let's say you're asking about when we commun- if we communicate with a ghost, are we communicating with someone back in that time? And are they communicating forward? Is that, I think that's what you are asking. Well, to a certain extent. I mean, for I guess a better example would be these, you know, when people go to battlefields and they talk about seeing the battle actually happening in front of them. And there's tons of battlefields on this earth that people have said that they've seen. So if you're witnessing that battle, are you looking back in time somehow? Oh, I think it's possible, but I also think it's also possible that you know, if, if they are spirits, they come through time with us. The reason they reenact things, there are people with let's say extreme PTSD that reenact the same thing over and over and over again in their mind. And when all they've got is a mind and not a body, they reenact that thing over and over and over again. They're not coming from the past, they're here now, which, you know, is that idea of, you know, souls being trapped here because they, they just keep reliving the same thing over and over again. I get, you know, that's a possibility. I'm willing to buy that. But, you know, and, you know, my, my pet theory is, you know, when you die, maybe you go into some kind of dream state that's either more asleep or more awake at certain times. So when you dream, what do you dream about? And then it manifests itself, you know. But I don't think, and I don't know. I mean, personally, I don't think we're looking back in time. I think something has traveled through time with us that is, you know, either dreaming or reenacting or, you know, to me that makes more sense than physically, you know, pooping holes in time and taking a peek through. That's perfect. I would like to know now from the two of you, your opinions on why there seems to be a place where we stop going backwards. Why we aren't, you know, in America, why we aren't seeing, you know, we talk about all these Native American burial grounds, like that's the big thing. Oh, it was, you know, Amityville buried on or built on a Native American. But we don't ever, nobody ever sees like a naked Indian running around. Nobody talks about that ghost. Why is that? We don't see caveman. I won't say it. I was going to say something. <laughs> I will not say it. But you know, why, why does there seem to be a cutoff? And, you know, it, even in this book, Will talks about 
people really don't ever talk about seeing people after like the 15th century. So why does there appear to be some type of cutoff when we aren't looking back any further? When we aren't experiencing ghosts from a certain time period is what I should say. So I guess in theory, if there's got to be some type of energy transfer for them to manifest, then, I mean, energy is going to dissipate eventually. And I think so eventually it's going to make that spirit or ghost or whatever it is basically disappear because eventually that energy is going to be no longer unless they're consistently fed all the time with new energy. I don't believe, I think that, I guess that's my thought process behind that. Well, and I was going to let you bring this up, but I guess I will do it. I mean, you were alluding to it. So we did an investigation at the Weeding Theater in Toledo, Iowa, and the, I guess, uh, volunteers there wanted to know if Ella Weeding, who's the woman who donated the money for the theater, was still there because people had reported seeing her sitting in one of the seats for a long time, and then they just stopped getting reports of that. So in the during our investigation, what we believe that we were able to obtain through the use of a ghost box was that people die physically, but we also die spiritually, which means, as Adam alluded, you eventually run out of energy and go on to another form or another place, potentially reincarnation, which I'll ruin the surprise. That's where I'm at. Not physically. That's where, that's what I believe happens is that you go on to be reincarnated. However, in believing that, then we also have to believe that they're gaining energy somehow from us. And that's where that theory of EMF comes from. And so do you think we have to believe in that to believe in that type of theory? Well, I mean, I guess you have to have some sort of belief that there's the EMF has something to do with it. Yeah. So there's a couple of issues that I have. I'm not saying it's wrong, but there's a couple of issues I have in that. Do I believe that you can, if you're a ghost, you can run out of energy? Yes. Uh, I don't, I don't attribute it to, you know, reincarnation or anything else because that also, you know, kind of remains to be seen. And is that the point they reincarnate or do you reincarnate straight away and the ones left behind are the ones that don't? And then you get dissipation of energy, which is entropy, and then you get nothing. That's it. You're done. You know, I think if you're going to dissipate, you dissipate. You're done. You, you are so spread out across everything that you're no longer a single unit, kind of like, you know, when a fire heat leaves the fire, at some point it's in the atmosphere, it's not part of the fire anymore. In fact, it's not in it. Mm-hmm. So the other problem I have with the, with the energy idea, and that being said, I, we kind of proved ourselves wrong with the sensor board. I'll get to that in a minute if you like. But we now, at this time on Earth, We've got so much energy flying through the air. We've got transformers. We've got electric cables. We've got phone signals. We've got, I mean, never before has this much energy been available. So 
we should be seeing an increase in girls, but we're not. So if energy feeds girls and makes them more able to interact, we should be getting way more interactions from girls than it should be a thing where, you know, most people sit up and take notice of it, but we're not getting that, you know. So, you know, the energy theory, I, I mean, it, it kind of makes sense to me, but I don't think it happens in the form that most people think it does. And the reason I say that is when we got the ghost feeders out at Farrar, we had to sensor the thing on, and, and stuff was kind of really weirdly happening. Um, they were going off. Oh, the we're going to call them the ghost feeder now? Well, it's, <laughs> the dildos <laughs> of dudes. There you go. That's, oh. that's what I, I was anyway. going to say it if you didn't. <laughs> I see one sitting on your bar right now. I'll straight yeah, up this is what I used earlier for testing purposes. <laughs> 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 so, oh Christ! <laughs> so anyway, uh, what the sensor ball picks up is we actually, when that started going off, there was a drop in the magnetic field in that room, but there was an increase in gamma radiation of ten percent, and there is nothing that can explain ten percent increase in gamma radiation, and that all ended when we turned those off. So it was exactly in that time. That would say that yes, they are feeding off at least the magnetic energy, but they're turning it into something else, which it looks like it's gamma radiation, but then, you know, how does that all work and how does that fit in? I have no idea. All I can do is just make those observations and see what you can do. And the funny thing was, Shane was talking about Farrar in Michigan. Oh, um, yeah. Thank you for bringing this up. Go ahead. Yeah. So he had the sense board running on another investigation He's, he was just talking to another investigator, another investigator who asked him what we've been doing lately. He started talking about Farrar. And he sent me the, the tapes and everything. That point where he started talking about Farrar, gamma radiation went up exactly during that conversation. So, you know, I was like, uh, go home and do it. Do it again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Sit in a dark room and talk about Ferrari to yourself. See if it kills them. But if it does, I'm going to laugh. But what explanation? I hate to get off topic, but what explanation do you have for that? I mean, because surely it's not just Ferrari that's going to bring those results. But what what do you think that would be causing that even remote from that location? I, I have no idea. I have no idea why. I mean, I can think of nothing that was saying gamma. And, and it was, I mean, even scientifically, statistically, important it's 10 percent. that is not just a random you know and and the time start to finish fit exactly in that incident so mm-hmm. um, i i for me personally is way too early and we've only done one two so you know it may have been a blip but it was an extremely coincidental blip yeah so i i will have my sense of work done by the weekend hopefully and we've got some investigations coming up so we too. We have two this weekend coming up. I'm excited. One at the end of the month too. I know. So let's get back on topic though. I drug us off and I apologize for that. So yeah. I, I guess I I don't do you think there are ghosts of cavemen out there somewhere? Well, maybe Or do we're you think they've at- dissipated? Well, maybe we're looking in the wrong places for them. 
I mean, I don't know where the hell you would exactly look, but you also got to think about the fact that there was less cavemen than there is people now, and the population has steadily grown. So the percent, their percentages of, of ghosts from the 1800s are going to be way higher than the percentage of somebody from the 200s, if that makes sense. You've got more opportunity. Well, well, let me. Oh, go ahead, John. Sorry. There's also the idea. No, but there's also the idea is you know if you actually get to see them, which is what yeah. we're talking about, really, what they look like. Why don't they look like cavemen? There is the idea that when a ghost or a spirit, you know, appears, it takes the form of what it thinks itself is. You know, it's its own. You know, I, I'm a Victorian gentleman, therefore I wear Victorian clothes. That's part of me. That's what I look like. But maybe, this is just an idea to throw out there, if you've been around long enough, your sense of self gets changed. You see that you are, you know, you're human like all the humans that say if they're looking at them. Slowly, your sense of self is going to change, and you will not look like a caveman. You won't think of yourself as a caveman because you've been, if you've been through time, you're not going to think of yourself there is a movie called The Man from Earth. Watch yes, that movie. We've talked Whatever about that. What's that movie? He's a guy that got bought, that was born in caveman times and then didn't die. Now, if you watch that movie, you will see that guy does not think of himself as a caveman. You know, he thinks of himself. And he's not, he's, he's only as smart as everybody else, even though he's lived as much, a lot longer. Because he only knows the peak of what anybody knows at any certain time. And because at this point in time, we know more than we did in the 1700s. It doesn't mean that he's totally, you know. So it's like the Geico commercials. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, my idea is watch The Man from Earth. Excellent. Don't watch the Sigmonics crap. But watch The Man from Earth. Because so, that will explain a lot. No, I think that. Now, do you think it's... Are you willing to entertain the possibility that Big Bigfoot could potentially be a early representation of man? Neil Adam. Either one of you. I'm talking to either one of you. Come on, Adam. Approach you. I will preface this. We've kind of had this discussion before because Rosemary Ellen Guiley's theory on this was that Bigfoot was not a physical being, but much like a ghost, you know, was able to go through different realms or whatever. I don't know. But was was basically like a ghost instead of like an actual ape living in the woods. So personally, I'm going to go with the odds. If there is such a thing as a Bigfoot, the odds that it's some variant of something like Gigantopithecus or something that is still out there in, you know, very small numbers. Uh, It's a lot more possible than it being the ghost. Here's my thinking. I'm not saying I'm right. just saying that's how my mind works. Interesting. All right. I'm going to let you keep that. (laughs) Thank you very much. (laughs) I thought I was going to have to hide it under the desk in case you get confiscated. Yes, yes. (laughs) I mean, uh, I have to be exactly the opposite of John on that one. Like, I think it's more of a possibility that it could be more like a ghost than it is just some unseen animal that 
exists, but nobody can ever really get good photos of or video of. I mean, it's because that kind of is like a ghost. Like nobody really gets great photos or pictures. We might get a mist or something, but that doesn't really tell us it's really anything. Mm-hmm. And, and same with Bigfoot. You know, we you get these blurry photos of was probably some guy in a Bigfoot suit out there <laughs> doing, doing stupid shit, and that's that's all you got from it. That's they're right. equally faked. Let's just say that they're equally. They're, they're faked. definitely equally faked. Yeah, you get a lot of fake ghosts and, you know, fake UFOs. I mean, fakers are making it hard, but maybe (laughs) you do. I don't know. You know, like I say, I'm not ruling it out. It's just the way my mind works. And I agree. If it was something that's alive, why haven't we found anything yet? You know, that that being said, we've also found animals that we thought were extinct for like nearly a hundred years. And then you know, all of a sudden one will pop up in Bolivia or something. We go, oh, look, we thought that was dead. Look, it's, it's, we found right. them. You know, so I don't know. Uh, I mean, and that's a definite valid point too. I do think there's something as well Adam kind of touched on. I don't know. Well, see, now I'm rethinking my thought as I like start to talk about it. <laughs> Because I, I would just going to agree that, yes, you know, I can kind of understand, well, how do we know where, you know, cavemen, at whatever point in man you're talking about, where they were. But there's been somebody on all, most, I should say, not all, but on most parts of the places that we're looking for. So if we're investigating and they're still in that same form... Sorry, I'm just thinking through my thought process here. I So I guess I don't necessarily. I thought I agreed with you. Now I'm rethinking it. <laughs> because I mean, I mean, as far as, I mean, going back to the Bigfoot thing, one thing that actually, not normally I go, nah, you know, but Sir Edmund Hillary, the guy that uh, yep. climbed Everest. And um, has a, had a Bigfoot footprint. Yeah. And also he found it. At an altitude where humans can't live for very long. Yep. And he was saying to himself, nobody climbs all the way up here, you know, puts themselves in danger to, to put in a fake footprint. It doesn't happen, you know. And, and that, that kind of sold me on, you know, that. And no longer with, you know, some of the sightings, not all of them, I'll be honest with you, but, you know, like rednecks running through the woods with shotguns. <laughs> no, because they're also the ones that get abducted by aliens too, which is kind yes. of scary. But you know, I mean, I, I think there's evidence that there's something out there. But I, I, I just, you know, apologies and all that. But I can't, I can't make that leap into well, maybe it's spirit. No, you're making a whole different population happy by saying that you think Bigfoot might be out there. So I don't think any apologies are probably necessary. I uh, I have to say that I do think that reincarnation has something to do with why we don't see representation from a certain point. Because honestly, I think those souls have come to a point where they've been recycled, which is probably a harsh <laughs> way of putting it. But I, I, it's, it's, the, it's what I've got. So and some of them are non-recyclable. Right. The so other, 
The other thing that I think is possible is that in order to communicate, you have, especially with us today, you have to have a certain level of intelligence. And if they're no longer able to learn, which I'm not conceding that they can or cannot, because I don't know. But if they're not, then it's possible that their energy could still be around us, but they're unable to communicate with us because they don't have the intelligence to do so. Does that make sense? Tells but I don't agree with it. That's fine. You'll have to. Well, okay. Let, let me ta- let me let me take what you said and just just expand that as as my wheels start to turn as I'm talking and thinking at the same goddamn time, which is painful for me. Trust me. But you know, sometimes we hear noises. And even if it's through the ghost box or whatever, but we hear like these, you know, grunt noises or moan noises or something like that. Well, who's, I mean, they talk about how cavemen probably communicated and it was probably through grunts and moans before they came up with actual language and the ABCs to actually speak to each other. So who's to say they're not? They just can't talk to us. Mm-hmm. They can't just say, hey, John, what's up? I you gotta go. Uh, 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 the, only, uh. the only reason that 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 knock came up in my head is that I mean, if if we take history as an example, let's say we've had people that have you know discovered a pygmy tribe somewhere and absolutely zero communication, but you can communicate. You figure out a way. I mean, we're the same. We do figure out ways to communicate. I mean. We had the Jesuits go to Japan and figure out their language. And, but that's you know, assuming then that as a spirit, you still have the ability to learn. Which, again, um, I'm not saying yes or no. I don't have an opinion necessarily because I haven't thought about it. No, but. I mean, that's a, that's a valid point. I mean, I haven't actually thought about, but, you know, I, <laughs> I keep coming back to, well, that's true. What's the point? that's why i don't like reincarnation what's that point (laughs) well but you know i kind of think about what's life you know and that's one of the things this book talks about too is there's some people who believe that we're basically just machines with something inside us that makes us not zombies basically but, you know, what? what's the point in us learning the things we do and making the contacts we do, and then we're just dead and that's the end? And there's really no point to anything we've done at that point if we don't go on in some form. Perhaps that's why we believe in ghosts. That, uh, shit, that could gonna, be the case. Yeah, and I'm going to contradict myself and say, why does there have to be a point? Well, <laughs> and there does. I enjoy it. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there may not be one, and per, but perhaps we've invented these things, and we are calling them a ghost because it makes us feel like there's more purpose to our life. And quite frankly, ultimately, we could find out that that's the case. It'll be really disappointing, to say the least, but well, it's possible. You don't know anything about it. That's the good part of that. Yeah. If you do, actually, just drop dead and be dead. I mean, I had a, when I usually have a discussion with people, I say, well, you know, everybody knows what it's like to be dead because what were you doing in 1790? Right. Uh, You weren't alive, so that's what it's like, you know, (laughs) you in 1790, you know. So, I I mean, that's, and I, I, you know, 
I, I hold that as a strong possibility, but I don't. I'd, I'd like to think that once again, are we just a product of the body or are we a consciousness? I'd like to think we're a consciousness. I can't prove it, but that's why I do this. Because that is absolute proof. If you can prove a ghost, you can prove consciousness outside of the body. And that's the only way I know of doing it. Not that I'm ever going, but it's not good. Hey, but we're going to keep trying, damn it. Yeah. Never <laughs> give up. Never surrender. <laughs> The other thought I had while I was thinking about this question, too, is do you think some of it has to do with, I don't want to say our education level necessarily, but like what we are familiar with and comfortable with, like most of us would have a hard time thinking about what people were like in America past, you know, prior to the 1800s. Now, we know that they existed, but when we think about history, we don't tend to go back that far and you know people in england where which is a country that is you know much older shit they've got buildings that have been around since 1500 and it's nothing you know so perhaps they can't they don't think about people from you know 1500 back because that's just kind of the society i guess and some education a lot of the a lot of the hauntings in england are from those times though i mean you know you go to all the castles there's all kinds of ghosts that are in the castles from that period from the 1200s 1300s and all that kind of stuff so i, I think the, the, the problem with history especially a cultural identity in history you know like the american version of history is different than the british one which is different to the sure. one is that you know we have a lot of I don't want to use the word propaganda, but, you know, most of the history that we believe isn't true. I mean, I'm a massive history nut, and I was watching, I've been studying, uh, for some reason I got onto tanks, and, you know, everybody believes the German tanks are great, and, no, oh, they're unstoppable. And basically they weren't. They weren't any better than the other tanks. But we believe that, and there's lots of things like that in history that we believe, yeah. you know, that aren't true. They've just, you know, it's become, you know, the samurai sword was the greatest sword ever. No, it wasn't. You know, it's a 1300 freaking design. I'm not even that older than that. And he never changed it. I mean, things like that that we believe, mm-hmm. you know, that are in popular image now today, that, that aren't true. So if we're going to, that's why I, I kind of try and keep, uh, I try not to let history influence my investigation as much as some people because a lot of that history and we've talked about this has been generated over yeah. time. Yeah. So. Well, and I, you know, I think about, so our, one of our investigations this weekend, my parents have moved now, as if you've listened, you know, that their home that they recently sold last year, John was able to communicate and we seem to get some decent information suggesting that it may have been a native American haunting the house. Now, that's reasonable because there is a Meskwaki settlement right outside of Tama, which is where my parents live. And that whole land, you know, was Sac and Fox country long before us white folk got there. So that's not so far out of the realm of possibilities. And growing up, you know, around a Native American settlement, they when they talk about ghosts out there, that they talk about, you know, old ancient 
Native Americans who were here before the white man. So that kind of carries over with what the belief from the settlement is. Now, I'll be interested. So the place that they have moved now used to be a county home. Tama County, I don't know, apparently doesn't have a county home anymore. Or if they do, I have no clue where it's at. But it's been privately purchased and made into condos now. And they're beautiful. And my parents love where they live. But my father has started to see people. And they both have told stories about hearing people and hearing a lot of strange noises. And so we're going to see what we can find out. Now, is it, do you think, and I know you don't want to gear our investigation towards one certain direction, but do you think it's more reasonable to believe this would go more along with what we got at their first house? Or should do you think it would be more reasonable to look for something more like Edinburgh residents who had been at the county home? I don't know. <laughs> you go first. I have to keep prodding you. Cause... <laughs> I, I know, but... Because he won't talk if you don't, basically. <laughs> well, every once in a while I spill something out. Yeah, but that's not talking. <laughs> I can see you on that camera. Yeah, oh, that's good. Good God, I, I don't know. I don't. I mean, I. Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, your dad's. I guess I'll say this: your dad's story about the, the person that he saw walk across the yard, that was not there. It is. I mean, he seemed to think it was, like a. I thought he said it was like a teenager or something, a but it was just, it, yeah. huh? A current person. A current, a current person. Yeah. <laughs> so not, I mean, not Indian, I guess would be the, the word I'm looking for. So I guess if we're going off of his experience, I would say maybe more like the county home type people, but I don't know. That's really tough. Could be uh, both. Yeah. <laughs> I, personally, I, I think, you know, I, I'll do, like we did it the last time, it's, it's, it's kind of like playing a game of, you know, 20 questions, you know, start yeah. out broad and then try and, you know, if you are, or you think you'll get responses, because we got that from the Nom Nom last time. Yes. The yes. And mm-hmm. it was going off, you know, and so I think, you know, however we do it, you know, I, I generally, personally, I like to start broad instead of narrowing down or something. For and sure. then if we get reactions, you know, then, okay, let's talk more about this where we think we got a reaction and then try and narrow that down. Yeah. You know, and, and think about, you know, as we go, I guess. Yeah, I, I guess the other interesting <laughs> thing that I find about that is that if we were, in fact, making contact with a, I'll just say ancient, I it's probably not the right use, word to use, but a Native American that was there before Tama was settled by white folk. It makes sense to me that we would get information, garner information from something that was much easier to manipulate the nom nom because the belief system is then that they just really get close to it versus a ghost box where number one, we'd have to have a common language, which we don't. I would assume. But number two may be di- more difficult to communicate through. So that's kind of interesting to me, too. Yeah. You know, it's it's tough. And the, the reason, I mean, if another another drawback of, of trying to zero in on what you think it is from a get-go is 
if the responses are usually so subtle and a lot of them, you know, where you're like, oh, was that normal? Was that response or was that coincidence? If you are, you, you're more likely to shrug off something that doesn't fit the narrative you've got in your head because oh, it's sure. so subtle. You know, if you leave it open and you get something and you think it might have been something, you can carry on down that line of whatever questioning or conversation you were having and see if you get more of them or if not then switch tack i mean right. to me that's you know I, that's how i kind of try i mean sometimes i, I get my teeth into something while i let it go oh it's gotta be this come on i'm dracula <laughs> are you are you dracula <laughs> you know you are <laughs> i so- saw that <laughs> <laughs> Here's my next question. Why do you think so many of the paranormal experiences people have, they believe that they're having with somebody not of current time period? (laughs) Most people in the current time period are still alive. (laughs) You know, I'm having an experience with two people from the current current time period right now. Nice. But I mean, I mean, truly, if it's not somebody like, for example, people who knew knew Roland, I would imagine will eventually try to reach out to him. I think that it's natural. He was somebody who was interested in the paranormal, much like Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, who always said that he would for sure come back and he would for sure bring information, which side note, he never did. Anybody has proof of anyway. But it's natural that somebody who's close to you has passed that you would try to make contact with that person. But if you're not doing that, if you're not trying to make contact with a specific person, why do most people, when they say they have a paranormal interaction, believe it's somebody from a a different time period? You know, again, with the period clothing, if they've seen a full body apparition or, you know, they automatically go to, well, I think this was somebody from the early 1900s, or I think it was from the mid 1800s, or, you know, why does nobody ever say, I think this dude died in like 2003? <laughs> like, do you have to be dead a certain time before? Actually, actually and I forgot the word for it now. The SPR just did one on it. Most ghost sightings are someone that just died. Yes. That's most apparitions that you see are someone that just died. At the moment of death. Yeah, or very close to the moment of death. And come and say goodbye or whatever, or just come and say, you know, you saw them, and then you'll find out next day that they dropped dead or whatever. So most actual apparitions that sighted are the recently dead. So, and then if you pair that with. Oh, people that have had near-death experiences where they travel off and they end up, you know, going through the tunnel and then in the green fields and this and that. Time for them is abstract. They know they're outside of time, which is why we were talking about time. <laughs> so they're, they're out. When they leave, let's say, this plane or the earth or however you want to use your wordage, you know, wherever they are is outside of time. So maybe, you know, if they go there and say, bugger this, and uh, no, I, I want to go back, by the time they get back, there's a hundred years gone by. You don't know. Or people like you brought up, so after coming to go, I will definitely come back and give proof. But when he gets there, if he finds out, well, there's no point really to mean anything because this is what it's really all about. So bugger it. No, I'm not going back. You know, because there's no point. Why would I do it? I, I want to do this going forward. 
so then you get people that don't come back and though they said they were going to. So, you know, and there's lots of variables in, in my mind, at least, you know, for that kind of thing. So do you think that, you know, often in investigations that I've done, we, we tend to ask, what year is it? Indicating then that whatever we're communicating is doesn't have a concept of time the way we do, which makes sense to me. But do you think that's fact? I mean, nothing's fact. I get that. But do you think that's more likely than they know it's... Well, once again, if you get the wrong year, I think it comes back to that thing of if they do come back, they're kind of in a dream state. So they're reliving whatever it is they're reliving or, you know, or they might, you know, you know, they might be fully awake and then you'll get the right year. I, I you know, and I, and I just speculate as to why we get those different effects, you know, trying to have a common cause to it. And, and the best one I've ever found for any of these hauntings is that to me, it always comes back to like a dream state, you know. You're conscious, but you're not quite there. Okay, so you wouldn't necessarily know the year. So when we're asking what year is it, first of all, I just thought, I couldn't think of what you were trying to think of either. Crisis apparition is what we were trying yep. to think of. <laughs> it was driving me insane. But so... Hmm... I guess if you're in a dreamlike state, do you know what year it is? Are you going to be more likely to say the year that you last knew it or what year you're experiencing around you? Well, the, yeah. I mean, if you're fully, if you're more conscious and you know where you're at, then you're going to say the correct year. If you are dreaming about mm, milking the cows back in the barn, and that gets through and you answer it, kind of like talking in your sleep, then you're going to be in 1882. You know, in your own mind, in consciousness, which is what we're talking to as a consciousness, we hope. You know, so, you know, I, I'm at different conscious states when I sleep, especially when I'm half asleep. So, um, also, I'm just going to throw this out there. I apparently dreamt last night that the Cubs were back on TV. And let me tell you how disappointed I was this afternoon when I realized that the Cubs are not actually back on TV. There still is no baseball. <laughs> So, there's reruns. There, there is. To watch reruns. No, I mean I would watch 2016 World Series over again. Don't get me wrong, but just pick a, a line and obscure game that you forgot about, then you won't know who's going to win. There's <laughs> yeah. still good hits and pitches. I missed. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anything else you guys want to add about this subject? I think this is a. It's a pretty deep subject. And We've had I, a lot of those lately. Deep subjects. Well, we do. But it, yeah. I think it's one of those things that people don't really think about when they're going on an investigation. But I think maybe we should be because I think it's relevant. Like I say, I, I personally think too much about these things. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, think, I think groups should... Because basically what we're doing is we're philosophizing. Should philosophize more oh, about nature. They should think about the nature of what this and actually think it through instead of watching something on the TV that isn't true and then going, Yeah, that's it, that's what we that's what we're seeing. Because I, I will guarantee you you're not. So if you philosophize and think about, okay, how could this work? You know, and try and find 
you know, don't try and find like an all-in-one catch or what to call like the all-in-one theory. A catch-all, yeah. Yeah, that's you know, but pick an aspect and go. How does that work? And right. How do you think that? Why is that? And, and just think it through and, and philosophize and go out on a limb because you're probably going to be wrong. But at least you're wrong on your own. But you know, by being wrong, you go, okay, no, that's rubbish. That won't work. And then you can go, well, if it's not that, maybe it's this. And, and you know, just run through them like a deck of cards until you get one that sticks. And you're like, hang on a minute, that almost fits. And then, you know, look at it with something else. Okay, here's another aspect. Does it fit with that? How could yeah. it fit with that? I don't know. I think that's important. But we need to get – Adam, you you get to pick the next topic. I we picked one easy. already. Oh, you oh, picked you? one out of 30. Good job. Hey. <laughs> yep. Damn, Skippy. <laughs> Score for me. <laughs> ah, we should I'll pick something think more, something. more thrilling. Yes, more thrilling, less deep. Something shallow or something. Something with fireworks. And... Something more on my mental capacity. Is that what No, I didn't mean it like that. I meant for the listeners. <laughs> well, you know, I, I do not want to influence his decision, but we are doing a daytime investigation also this weekend. And yeah. there are people like Lloyd Auerbach who firmly believe that we should never be doing investigations in the dark and we should be doing most of our investigations during the day. And at some point that may be um, a fun one to debate. I think that's a strong word, but I've always wondered, you know, if you're going to go looking for shadow people, they're easy to see with a light on. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, Adam and I recently did take short four-week course through the Ryan organization. It's no longer the Ryan Institute, the Ryan organization. And it was, it was interesting. I basically want to throw everything away. That's in my little toolbox now, but you know, crushing dreams. That's what happens. I, I think that's a bit extreme. I mean, you know, I, Listen, I will never give up my digital voice recorder. And that is the one thing that through journey that has stayed strong with me. And that's why it is my definite go-to. Well, the reason I say it's a bit extreme is because you got to be doing something. Even, you know, you can't just sit there and go, um, um, please show up. Um, how am I going to know if you showed up? I've got nothing to go beep or anything. You know, I'm just waiting for you to actually physically appear. And that never happens. So why am I here? You know, you got to have something. So, you know, and that's even if it, you know, true or not true, you know, it, it's it's maybe it gives them something to indicate presence with, but I wouldn't, you know, personally, I don't view the if you get now with a sensor board, we got everything going, so yeah. then you get correlations, and that excites me a lot more than just something like, beep, you know, so you know, that's. Wilson, I will show you EVPs. You can show me numbers, and together maybe we'll come up with something. <laughs> yes, because they will be timed with the EVP. So if yeah. you get the EVP and gamma radiation goes up, magnetic field goes down, you know, then that's a lot more meaningful to me. That's why it's like to me. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, Adam will think about a topic, and until then, like I mentioned earlier, please keep – Raven, Rose, Paranormal, in your thoughts and prayers. And when you're putting out that positive energy, they definitely could use it right now. Otherwise, if you want to catch up with John, you can certainly do so 
by checking him out at phantomscience.net. And that will give you links to their Facebook and their YouTube page. And then obviously you can catch them on Sundays. Oh, God, I always get this wrong. You're on at seven, right? Yes, Yes, okay. See, I'm getting better. (laughs) So you can catch he and me go there. If you want to catch up with me, you can catch me on Twitter and Facebook at C Paranormal Sarah, S E E Paranormal Sarah with an H. And then all three of us are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Seeking the Paranormal. Until then, my friends, keep seeking the paranormal. That was a happy wear out. It was. It was.